Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. What's prepared me for this is just life. Do you have a view of retirement that has you just vacationing all the time? Well, what happens if you're approaching retirement age and God has different plans for you? This week, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode 222 with Gordy Ensminger. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for stopping by and welcome to the show. Our goal is to equip, challenge, and inspire you This show is made possible by God's grace and generous support from listeners like you. Visit engagingmissions.com slash patron to learn more about how you can be involved. This week, we're going to be talking about overcoming challenges, about how God prepares us throughout our lives, and about entering a second career or perhaps even a third or fourth career ministry. And I'm also going to have for you a a podcast recommendation from missionalaudio.com. Now, this week, as we get into our time, I'd just like to encourage you, as you're listening to this, to listen how and consider how God might be preparing you through your experiences now for whatever's coming in the next season of your life. I really enjoyed this conversation for a couple of reasons, and you'll learn a little bit more about that as I'm introducing our guest. But I'd also like to challenge you, if you're approaching retirement age, consider if God might be using this to call you to something different than you might have originally planned. I really hope you enjoyed this. I certainly did, and I really appreciate that our guest, Gordy, took the time to do this. So sit back and enjoy the ride. All right. Today, my guest is my dad. This is a little bit uh, interesting for me. My dad is Gordy Enspringer. He and my mom are part of a growing group of people who are what I would call second career missionaries. As they reached retirement age, they didn't want to just stop. So they're semi-retired, traveling around the U.S., working part-time, and then also working on service projects ranging from church building renovation to youth camp improvement, and then even some possible hurricane relief and recovery if that comes up. So... Wow, this is weird. Gordy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Good to be here. Oh, it's it's my pleasure to be able to do this, and especially to be able to do this sitting in the same room. A lot of my interviews aren't that way, so it's it's kind of neat to be able to do that. I did want to kind of hit some of the, the history so people can get to know you a little bit. Um, but before we do that, I'm wondering, as you've been doing this now for pretty close to a year traveling around doing the the service projects, what are some of the ways that you've seen what you're doing have an eternal impact? We had a devotional last year when we were on one of our trips, or actually earlier this year, and Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Mm. And I realized, and it kind of reminded me of, of words I had thought of, that God says he would reside in our hearts when we prepare a place for him. Mm. 
And doing the work we're doing, I feel like we're preparing a place where people can can have a chance to meet God, can come to know God, and can hear about His wonderful works. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, th- this is probably not the front stage type ministry that we would usually think of. You know, you're doing a lot of work in the background, and it's great that God's given you the vision for that kind of thing. I'm wondering as you as you look over your your life, you know, history for a couple of years, a pastor of a small rural church, and then transition into the marketplace, years of children's ministry, years of church leadership, and now transitioning to this. If someone to, was to look at your life from the outside, what would they see as the common thread? Hopefully faithfulness. <laughs> Just uh, day to day, living for the Lord and letting our light shine. Wow. And how how have you seen that faithfulness? You, you, you've been walking this for decade upon decade now. How have you seen that faithfulness work through your life into the lives of others? Well, I see that other people that uh, have been under my instruction or leadership grow to serve the Lord and to go out and to be missionaries on their own. Yeah. Uh, there's some people that have actually been on your show before that have been in, in that have, I've been in influencing in their lives and they have gone on to be ministers in their own way. That's pretty incredible. I had forgotten about some of that, so I'm I'm glad that you shared that. As I'm getting older, I'm forgetting more stuff too. (laughs) As you as you think about your life, you know you've you've had all of these years now, and looking back, we can certainly see God's hand working through your life. But I'm wondering, at that time when you were leaving vocational ministry and moving into the marketplace, did you even think that ministry would be part of your life after that? It was hard for me to conceive how that would look. Yeah, when we left the pastorate and went into full-time work outside of pastoring. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if that was going to be a long-term deal, Uh, just a few years of transition, and then if the Lord would lead us back into pastoral-type, vocational-type ministry. But we stayed with the the same employer for over 40 years and still now actually work part-time for him for the company while we're do, we're able to do the volunteer work that we're doing now. Look, looking back now, would you change anything about your story? No, I, you know, I would think he would make wiser choices. <laughs> <laughs> but you live life a day at a time, and you live through the, the troubles and storms of life, and uh, God is faithful through it all. Let's talk a little bit about that faithfulness. If you could think about your life, what are some of the really practical ways you've seen God's provision and faithfulness in your life? Well, let's see here. Let's uh, got to try and sort that out a little bit. Yeah. Um, when when you were young, your brother had Wilms tumor mm-hmm. cancer treatment and stuff was was a real challenge for us yeah. for me, and it was it was just a day to day praying and trusting the Lord to help us make wise choices in his treatment and, and your care while we had to believe you in care of others while we were treating him. Yeah. And then uh, years later, when I was, we were in a, in a church turmoil, in a prayer time, the Lord just spoke in my heart that God knows and God cares. Yeah. And to just continue to keep our trust and faith in him through those troubled days. Let's talk a little bit about that, because I've seen you walk walk this out for, for years now, and you, you mentioned that you were in prayer in your quiet time. Let's talk a little bit about those daily practices that are part of your life, and how have how has your daily time with God grown over the years? 
Well, I remember I w- for a while when we first started working, I was I was walking to work, and it was just a five or six block walk. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the Lord challenging me that I should be praying for the family every day, and not just you and your brother and your mom, mm-hmm. but also other extended family members and stuff. And over the years, that list has grown. And so I've tried to pray faithfully day after day for for those people that the Lord would would uh, speak into their life, that somehow the Lord, those that are, are wandering, that the Lord would somehow bring somebody into their life that could speak into them and faith would grow and that they would come to faith in Christ. We've talked a lot about now decades of, of service and decades of experience and things that God's taught you over the years. I'm wondering now, what's God been showing you over the last couple of months or the last year? He's always working. Say more. Years ago, we used to hear somebody say, God is good, and, and the congregation would respond all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I've added to that. God is good all the time. He loves us all the time. He's, we're in his care all of the time. Mm. And he doesn't slumber, and his mercies are new every day. If somebody right now was listening to this and they're going, okay, I get, I get that. Mentally, I understand that. But right now, it doesn't feel like God is good, mm-hmm. like God cares, like God loves me right now. What would you share with somebody? That doesn't mean I've always felt like <laughs> I was at, that was in God's care. Sure. You know, there's days where you wonder, God, are you listening? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't always look like what we think it's going to look like. You know, we're not always laying in a bed of roses in God's care. But Jesus said, I will overcome the world, even though you're having tribulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's times when we... we I kind of liken it to driving down a road. You can only see as far as the headlights show, mm-hmm. but you have faith that the road ahead is still there. Right. And so as as you go, the the light illuminates the road and path in front of you, and you just continue the walk in faith, knowing that God is there and he's preparing the way for you. Wow. Let, let's transition now, because we've talked a little bit about history, but you've got some stuff going on right now. But before we get specifically into what you're doing. I'd like to just talk about the catalyst. What was it that was the catalyst for you to sort of turn your back on the American dream retirement, if you will, and say, okay, we're going to do something different. What what led you down that path? Well, I, I, I believe that the Lord kind of spoke to my heart, kind of just gave me a momentary vision, and not really a vision, but uh, just something flashed in my mind that I would uh, one day be able to go on extended times away from the office, Mm -hmm. but still be able to work part-time. And it was, I was just nearing my years to start thinking this is going to be not long before I'll be retiring. Uh And uh, I'm 69 now. I was probably 62 at the time or something. And, and I thought, what, you know, what could I be doing? And it just kind of came to me that doing the volunteer work uh, in what we call U.S. MAPS volunteers would fit the bill. And so I started looking into it, and and the more we looked into it, the more it looked like that was going to work for us. So we started preparing. We we bought a camper. We bought a pickup to move the camper and, and started preparing our lives to go in that direction. So kind of like Abraham, you had a place where you thought you were headed, you started getting stuff ready, but you didn't necessarily just head out on your own. How did that work out for you? 
Well, how, did, how did that work itself out? You, you learn to depend on the wisdom of others who've gone that route. That's good. There are other people who, who are involved in this ministry, and we visited with them on how it works and, and some of the logistical things, like how you handle your mail oh, yeah. in banking. We still own a home. So, you know, how's that cared for in our absence and that mm-hmm. type of thing? You know, just day to day, just meeting those things that come up and, and uh, the Lord, I think, has helped us walk through it. Yeah. You, you mentioned U.S. Maps. Probably not everybody knows what that is. Can you share a little bit more about that? Well, U.S. Maps is a is a, a branch of the U.S. Missions of the Assemblies of God. Okay. And it's designed for people who can supply their own needs, daily needs, mm-hmm. most generally who have an RV. Okay. And it's called RV Maps, actually. Okay. <laughs> and they uh, can, go, they, we get an email from week, week to week that tells us where there's projects. Churches have applied, Bible camps have applied, children's homes, teen challenges. They have maintenance that needs to be done or they're under construction or renovation, expansion, that type of thing. And they've mm-hmm. applied for their project to become a project for maps. And they've, after they've been assessed and approved, then they're put out as uh, available for us to choose. And then we can choose which ones we want to go to. And then they provide us a place to park our camper in the duration that we are living and working there. Has doing this and being part of this organization expanded not just your relational network, but also your perspective on what's going on? Well, you can see different ways that God has moved. You realize that he's, you, you you can see beyond yourself. You realize you're in something that's bigger than you thought you were mm-hmm. involved in before. Yeah. I, I would imagine that being part of an organization, there's there's some benefit that they bring as well. Are there any requirements that they have of you as being part of this? Well, you have to pass a background check. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad you passed. I like yeah. you in my house. So. Yeah, there you go. I mean, with your kids and stuff, you know, they expect you to to uh, be, do things wisely, carefully okay. in construction projects. Uh, you want to follow the stipulations of the jurisdiction that you're in, as far as codes are concerned. Okay, you do the smart building practices, and that you uh, you're not there to be the boss of the project. You're there to fulfill the need of the project. And uh, sometimes they want things done a certain way, and that's how you learn to do it. <laughs> Are there any challenges with having a project that you're working on, but but maintaining a focus on ministering to the people while you're there? We don't have a lot of interaction with the people okay. that are there, uh, other than the other MAPS people that sure. we're working with and stuff. And sometimes in, in projects that we've been on where there's a maintenance person, you have a closer relationship to them than okay. you do, for instance, in a church where the people are congregation or something like that. Okay. You've mentioned that you're working part-time and you're also serving and that there are certain requirements. I think you have to work a certain number of weeks out of the year and a certain number of hours per day to stay part of this organization. Some people might be listening to this and think it's all puppies and rainbows and unicorns, but there are some challenges with kind of juggling both of those. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, the projects we've been on have been real gracious. When I need to take a time off to attend to something from my employer, Yeah, uh, which I do through the computer or by phone, mm-hmm. they have been gracious enough to allow to do that. But it's like juggling two part-time jobs. Yeah. 
sometimes you try to do it early in the morning or during the noon hour or after you're done working for the day on the project, then you try to log in and take care of what you need to get done. When you do need to prioritize, how do you make those decisions? Like, do you have a sort of a mental model? You go, okay, if somebody calls with this problem, I probably need to take care of it right now versus letting it sit for five hours. Well, it's kind of like being in the office in some ways. While you're there, you prioritize what needs to be done now. You know, is the is the ship sinking or <laughs> is it just listening to the one side and it can be handled, you know, in, in a little bit of time? Yeah. Have you ever wondered if it's even worth it? No. No? No. That's all settled for me. Yeah. What What makes it worth it? I guess seeing the, seeing the benefits for other people, uh, just as gratifying to see other people that have come to faith because as a result of some of the work we've done, seeing the benefits of, of a, a nicer facility where people can can do their work better mm-hmm. is a result of what we've done. I, I remember the last time we talked about this, you were sharing about a church, I think it was in Iowa City, where they had a children's ministry, but they could barely make macaroni and cheese because it took like an hour or something to boil water. Have Have you seen fruit from those kinds of things where you go in and you go, okay, let's make this easier for people? How does that bear fruit? Well, I guess... Uh, the project you're talking about, they did, uh, part of the project was renovating the kitchen and some other people had donated money to provide new appliances and one of those was a new stove. Okay. And so the new stove cut the uh, heat time for boiling a pot of water in by, instead of, uh, like you said, an hour, I think it was probably closer to 45 minutes, but <laughs> it, it probably only took a fourth of that, so 10 minutes to... Uh, to heat and boil a pot of water. And their comment was, this is going to be a game changer. Yeah. They were going to get a freezer that they'd never had before, and they were going to get a dishwasher they'd never had before. And they were in a program where they they feed children and adults weekly, and this was going to make it easier for them to fulfill the responsibilities that the ministry that they are involved in. You did comment that you you see incredible value in this and that you, you think it's worth it. What would you share with somebody if they're in a somewhat similar situation and they're starting to wonder, does what I do even matter? Is this even worth it? It makes me think of, of the story that I heard many years ago, but the story's not over with okay. today. The end of the book hasn't been written for our, our lives. I guess I've thought of it in situations where somebody said, it's not fair uh, look at those people. They seem to be having a good life, and here I am suffering. Mm-hmm. But the end of the book hasn't been written yet, so yeah, it's it's not my story. It's God's story, and He's writing it, and I'm just a just part of it. Yeah, you you mentioned the the thing about people looking at somebody else's life and the you know don't worry about them from from time to time as i look at people who come into my life and then sometimes go on to something where it kind of makes me a little bit jealous every once in a while i take that to god and i go hey what's up with that and he said you're supposed to walk where i call you to walk mm-hmm. it's uh it's not always easy but yeah yeah recently i was reminded of of something that jesus said to his disciples when they uh, said when is the time you're coming Mm-hmm. He said, that's not for you to know. Right. And there was a time when the disciples were wondering, uh, you know, Jesus told somebody what that they were supposed to do, and somebody said, well, what about me? He said, well, you have your own work, they have theirs. You don't have to worry about what they're doing. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to do. 
oh, it's really hard to do, at least for me. Maybe maybe it's easier for you. When I get maybe yeah. 20, 25 years older, I might have a shot at it, right? Well, there you go. What, what would you share with somebody if they're listening to this right now and they're going, I'm a couple of years from retirement. This is something that maybe I could do. What would you share with them if they wanted to start moving in this direction? Well, I guess start investigating what it takes to be part of the program. Okay. Assess your ability to fulfill what you need to do, They, you know, that you're able to do the work and that you have the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the Lord will lead. And in fact, I just recently met someone in that situation. Okay. And they shared with me that they 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 had been reading a story about somebody who had helped some some other church like we're talking about and he told his wife, "You know, I'd like to do that someday." <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Well, then then that's your inclination. I just keep praying, trusting the Lord, look into it and uh just let him lead the way." What about money? What would you share with somebody if they're thinking about this and they're going, "Well, that could cost some money. I might have to buy a, a new vehicle. I might have to buy a, a, a camper to tow around to go to these different places. I might have to invest some of my own money sure. into food and building materials. What would you share with them? Sure. Um, what the Lord calls, he provides. I guess in our own situation, we started looking for campers, and we were going online and checking different places. Uh, we live in Jamestown, North Dakota. We were thinking, well, we'll probably the best thing would be to check in pl- larger cities like Minneapolis, mm-hmm. you know, which is 350 miles away from us and stuff. And we we finally found something we thought we could use, and it ended up not being that the case. Mm-hmm. But then one day we were at a rummage sale, visiting with the the man that we knew who was running the rummage sale, and he said, "I've got this boat for sale." said, we're not interested in a boat, but we are looking for an RV. And he just said, well, I'm driving by one every day on the way to work. And he told me <laughs> where to find it and it turned out to be what we bought. Yeah. And it was not as big as we thought we w- were going to get, but um, it's been serving us well. Yeah. And I, it is big enough to sleep both of you and two grandkids under 10. So <laughs> Yes, that's true. Even some of those are over 10. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. And uh, the Lord knows our needs. Sometimes we decide what we want to do, what we think we need, mm-hmm. but the Lord provides something else, and we find that what He provides is adequate. Yeah. Do you have a, a book or a resource that you would like to recommend to our listeners? The Bible. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my go-to book. I have read other books, you know, but just what's prepared me for this is just life. Mm. What I've learned as part of my my occupation, the things I've learned with that, being with other people and watching how they do things has been a catalyst around which I have learned to do the things that I do. Yeah. How can we best pray for you? I still need daily guidance. Yeah. When we decide which project to go on, we try to pray and ask the Lord to lead us where we can fulfill the need and what he has prepared for us to do. And so just a daily, and, and you know, sometimes we go to some place for a month or or maybe longer in some cases. So far it hasn't been more longer than a month, but going, which, where should we go next? And then my prayer is, Lord, help us to know where to go and when to go. Yeah. Is there a way for people to connect with you if they'd like to learn more about what you're doing and perhaps perhaps even partner with you? 
Well, they could connect with me by email. Okay. So we'll make sure that we have that available for people in the show. Sure. Notes. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to our end of our time. I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. You bet. It's been a pleasure for me. This week's podcast recommendation is from the forefront. And I'm really excited to share this with you because not only is it a podcast that I listen to, but it's a show that I edit for Scott McClelland. And so I'm really glad to be able to share that with you. From the forefront shares interviews with those who are on or from those who are on the front of Christian missions and ministry. You can learn about leadership, life lessons, and more with this monthly long form podcast brought to you by the creators of the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. That's FX Missions. You can find out more at fromtheforefront.com or visit Missional Audio to find this as well as other podcasts and audiobooks that I think would be really valuable for you. And if you're having trouble remembering that, just tap the show art or go visit the show notes page and you'll find links right there so that you can visit this. Thanks so much to Gordy Ensminger for taking the time to do this and also to you for joining us. I really appreciate that you're here and I really hope that you enjoyed your time with us as well. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Gordy Ensminger. Now, if that's a little bit difficult to spell, and it can be, if you're listening in a podcast app, you can always just tap the show art and you can find links right there to go visit the show notes page. And if you're listening on the page on the website, you are already there. That's where you're going to find links and quotes and resources resources to help you engage and also to connect. If you're interested in doing that, just go visit those show notes page. Make sure that you come back in a couple of weeks. We're going to be hearing from Matthew Meyer about a ministry overseas. And I think that you're going to really enjoy this because he brings a a fresh perspective to what's going on. And I appreciate his willingness to share that with us. Make sure that you don't miss that by subscribing at engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. And please continue to help me understand how we can make this show better and serve you better. If you have any feedback, send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. And one more time, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate you, and I look forward to connecting with you in just a couple of weeks.